Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Fakina. Now, Narina, Naspers broke through the 2,000 rand per share uh, intertrade yesterday. What's driving this and at what stage should we get concerned about it? <laughs> well, I think there are, there are many investors that are already very concerned, but uh, maybe just to put things a little bit into perspective, you know, um, it was uh, a short 15 years ago that Naspers caught, um, bought, amongst other things, a little-known small company in China called Tencent. And this was one of the biggest uh, success stories in, in bets paying off, where Tencent is now um, one of the big driving forces for Naspers in terms of not necessarily so much its earnings, but definitely in terms of its valuation. And I think that's the point that I'm trying to get to, is that as investors, we tend to almost have an obsession with this valuation methodology called the P.E. ratio. And when you look at the P.E. ratio of Naspers, way above 100 times earnings, it, it feels very uncomfortable. But that is not an appropriate way to look at a company like Naspers, because this is really a company that is made up of, of different parts. And you should look at a sum of the parts valuation. And when we look at 10 cents, in particular, they are highly cash generative. So they have, have got operating free cash flows in, in excess of 3%, which is a very high number. And that really underpins the valuation. So although I do think that uh, it's, it's maybe just a little bit too high for the short term, I think there's still a lot to come for NASPERS, and, and I would caution investors at only looking at the P.E. ratio when they try to assess the future prospects for NASPERS. Okay, but you're still in trying to understand what's going on because the Chinese economy does appear to be struggling if you look at uh, the data that is coming out. But uh, in spite of this, you know, you still have Chinese uh, stock markets powering ahead. What is going on there, Narina? Indeed, indeed. You know, so, so even yesterday, again, we saw some weak data, economic data coming out of China. And when we look at not just the Chinese stock market, but also the, the, the stock market on Hong Kong, we see it making new highs almost on a daily basis. And I think there's quite a big structural shift taking place in China in terms of ownership of shares, of equities in particular. And with the liberalization of that market, um, not only are foreigners now allowed to buy much more of, of, of the Chinese equities, but you also find that investors in mainland China are now allowed to actually buy the so-called H shares in Hong Kong. And this has, has led to a significant excess demand for shares. Um, and that that's really what's been pushing this higher. And again, this is a, a trend that I think has got some legs to go. So um, I wouldn't be too um, too hasty to, to, to exit China, despite the fact that um, along with Tencent, many of the other tech stocks also are trading at quite excessive multiples. You know, if you look just at Tencent, for example, this is a company that have got 800 million users playing, you know, games on mm. on mobile phones and buying online and so on. So, so and, and, and as it is, um, Tencent, yes, has, has, has run up hard, but its valuation is still well below that of many of the other tech companies on, on the Chinese market and below Facebook as well. So you've got to ask yourself, you know, has it really run too far? I think probably for the short term, yes, but in the long term, definitely not. We'll wait and see. And then uh, just quickly, Narina, BHP Billiton. Now, uh, recently they announced plans to create a new global mining company called South 32 through a demerger. But can you tell us more about this? Yes, it is, it's, it's a, quite an interesting move by Billiton. It's something which they announced late last year and more details have started to emerge. And there is a, a global shareholder meeting um, to, to vote on this demerger um, scheduled for the 6th of May. And if this is approved 
by shareholders, and certainly the Bulletin Board have um, announced that they would support this demerger and, and recommend to shareholders to vote in favour of it. If that goes ahead, then this new company called South City 2 will be listed on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange on the 18th of May. Now, this is no small demerger. This is quite a big company that is being unbundled, looking at um, somewhere in the region of about $13 billion um, that would be um, demerged, and yeah, about the same sort of percentage of revenue, I think about 12% of bulletins um, uh, um, revenue of, of the most recent financial year was represented by South 32. So what they're really doing, to, uh, looking to do here is to, to unbundle um, some of their lesser loved assets, if I can call it that, into one company, um, leave it with very low gearing and ability to pay very good dividends in the region of about 40% of its earnings as dividends and really give investors the option to decide do they want to be invested in this in this asset base or not. Um, if not, then this is certainly something that an investor can sell, but Billiton feels that this is a better option to, to split the company on this basis rather than trying to sell those assets. And I think it's a very shrewd move by Billiton management. They've always been a management team that have been very preemptive, and I think this is definitely Definitely an interesting move to watch. It will most likely result in a new mining company then being included in our top 40 index. Um, so lots of uh, interesting things to, to watch uh, the developments during May.